Uh, time for me to warn you that it is possible that in the course of the next hour and 55 minutes or so you may hear some rough language or be introduced to uh, concepts you find unwholesome. If you fear that this is a possibility, clearly you should be listening to something else. another outing of the independent music podcast you heard three minutes of funk pop 
Gold by the Chaparrales. It's uh, called Hitting It from 1978. I love that name. It it sounds like something my dad would own. I'd have picked (laughs) it up out of my dad's record collection. Dad, why have you got a song called Hitting It? Don't don't worry, son. You'll understand in a few years. (laughs) But I still hope to understand. It's released in 1978, and it's just been reissued right now uh, by the always great Mutasuku Records. So you can pick that up for just five English pounds. And seven inch. Nice. Yeah, so... We did that. I played one from Mutasuku a few weeks ago. Love that label. We could nearly call it one of our favourite labels. One of our favourite labels. It's certainly getting there. Yes, definitely. I've, I've only owned like a couple of records by them, but I've been playing them. Three. I've been playing them a lot anyway in DJ sets. And when you listen to that, you think that it's more like that. You can see why. Yeah, but what I love about that label is they um, have very varied sort of music. There's lots of dance, but loads of Afro funk, Afro beat, lots like, of soul, it's, jazz, it's, everything. It's, but it's kind of varied on on based around sort of dance floor issues and edits, isn't it? The sort of thing. exactly. Very genres, but stuff you can dance to. I hope you enjoyed our Supersonic podcast. I know we had a really good time up at the festival. Yeah, that was two episodes ago now. Yeah, well, just talking about it now. Yeah, lots of the the bands we played, uh, we didn't see, see, and lots of the bands we saw, we didn't play. But I can say Self Henter, Tamaga. Both bands we have played previously. Yeah, but like The Bug, The Flow Dan was amazing. Um, uh, Six Organs of Remittance, I enjoyed that. Yeah, Gazelle Litur- Twin. Liturgy. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't there for Gazelle Twin. Gazelle Twin, Ella Orleans. So many great performances. It was like pretty solid work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an enjoyable weekend. What you got then, Gus? I have a track from a new, uh, well, it's newly released, I think, either this week or next week. This is Bon Voyage Organisation. <laughs>
very sexy. Spacey and squelchy is what I would call that. <laughs> um, that is the sounds of Bon Voyage organization. The track is called Love Soup. And it's out- Love Soup. Yeah, I don't know if oh, it's come on. If- bon Voyage Organization band name to song title Love Soup is one of the worst combinations of band names to uh, song titles I've heard in a while, considering it's a really good song. Yeah, no, that's it. You don't um that's why you don't judge bands by the covers. Like you know, it's um I got what it, you're trying to say. It, yeah, something like that. It is it's it is uh, without doubt one of the worst band names. <laughs> <laughs> Ever, and I, I do like how we critique bad names so often on here, but we still play their songs because yeah. they're great music. Um, but yeah, the it's album coming from two people who name their band "My Flaccid Penis," <laughs> MFP, really. that's true, and Joshua Banks. And, yeah, what would the, did you have a band before you like? Not, not one that up? I ever named. Okay, it was just like, I joined some people's bands. Okay, <laughs> but never like yeah, it wasn't one had your own. Yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, that the album is called Jingwei which is how I'm going to pronounce it. Apologies to any, any Mandarin speakers. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's released uh, this week or next on a record called Disco Pointu. I don't know, it's French. Um, yeah, I, I, it, even though I mesmerised the world of podcast <laughs> listeners with my French accent a few weeks ago, completely it was missed a one-off, that. Yeah. It was a one-off. Um, yeah, it really reminds me of another... Like, So, to give a background on this record, it's... Uh, Paris producer, bass player, Adrian Durand, uh, was is essentially Bon Voyage organisation. He's got a load of Chinese and Japanese people in, instrument in, instrumentalists in right. uh, to record it. And it really reminds me of another French-Japanese record that Finders Keepers put out a few years back, which was uh, Yamasuki. Um, do you hear that one? I think we might have played it on the podcast. Maybe. That's definitely possible. Yeah, like, I, I don't rec- recognise any song, like, in my head, but, like, the name rings a bell. Yeah, I've definitely had some mixing and stuff, but that was, like, a French-Japanese, like, LP from the 70s. That was, like, that is amazing. If you can get your hands on it, go do that. Um, but, yeah, it's a uh, third record for Bon Voyage organisation uh, after a couple of others. Apparently, I didn't know the band until I heard this record, but, you know, apparently their previous stuff is quite different to that and this one is like you know that what they what the guy says in the press release is that he was wanting to see he was learning how to work in a studio of late 70s early 80s setup but on a 2010 budget which translates to me as quite expensive vintage equipment with no money yeah maybe Pretty something much. like that and, you know i think they've done a decent job okay well i was thinking so first couple of songs have been quite accessible you know i thought you'd go just say good no i mean good. really good songs obviously they're quite accessible good. i'm gonna play something that's a bit weird um yes. i saw so your dad won't like yeah he wouldn't like he's not gonna like this um <laughs> uh i just saw i was just um browsing the uh world's best music website the quietest and i saw that they ha- were premiering a new song by silob um electronic artist english uh been around for i'm gonna say since the early 90s um, I got one record that I've got from him called Living in the 1980s that is one of those ones where I was DJing out and I, 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 I it was my night and I booked some friends and like a friend plays a tune that you just think so damn good you're like what is that <laughs> buying it right now on my phone and it was that and I sort of had that song and sort of didn't really think about it too much but he's got a new one I can't remember who's releasing it but he's done many releases on Reflex Records it's Apex Twins label sort of his main home and I think you can sort of hear that when you listen to this song Let's 
what you promised. <laughs> what did you think of that thing, Gaz? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I had some. Uh, I think I had some sort of acid flashback to uh, shit mat days in like Birmingham custard factory of like <laughs> for two thousand three, maybe. Yeah, I was having a bit, bit of yeah, bit of Venetian snare style wig out. Yeah, <laughs> those days. Yeah, there's a bit. Well, actually, no, because like some of that early Venetian snare stuff was incredibly silly. Um, so yeah, very silly. But very awesome. Yeah, so would be my review. Yeah, exactly. So Silob is a solo project of a guy Chris Jeffs. Um, he's got a new EP coming out of which this track is called Granular Psychosis is going to be on. The EP is called Inflatable Hope, and it is on uh, Power Vacuum, uh, record label called Power Vacuum. I believe that's a new label from um, Miles from Chrome Hoof. Oh, the, cool. the brilliant bass player. Have well, you seen about Reflex before? Like... Uh, yeah, he's previously released like five albums on Reflex. Oh, wicked. But I mean, Reflex, is, I think, has been defunct for many years. But got big and great back catalogue, but I don't think they've been really releasing anything. As far as I know, anyway. Yeah, here it says here, Silob has released 13 singles and five albums on Reflex Records. So, pretty prolific. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, and this comes out on 12-inch and digitally on June the 23rd. So, very shortly. Yeah, very nice. Indeed. I feel like I remember one of, like, you, I mean, you've just sort of referenced you sort of listening to Shipmat and stuff like that in 2003. But for me personally, I think until I did the podcast, and I think until, like, you showed me music like Venetian Snares and stuff, I don't think I'd ever really listened to music like that. See, that's what, that's what happens when you have too many, like, friends with drug habits. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, but it's one of, but when you listen to something, like, obviously, like, that sort of song is not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's not going to be most people's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But for some people, if you've never heard anything like that, it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what is this sound coming to my ears? Well, I feel very honoured. Sorry, I'm still, like, st- stunned <laughs> that I was the man that introduced <laughs> you to that sort of music. Yeah, but... well, I'd certainly heard a few tracks by Aphex Twin and, like, a bit of Jungle and stuff like that, yeah. but, no, but never in the sort of, like, the the outer reaches, so to speak. Yeah, yeah these were, like, the random notes that you had around there, like, the sort of drop beats, not bombs sort of things. Like, Birmingham was big for Bristol was really big for that sort of music as well. And just, like, it filters into everything, though, like, the like Sonarua. Sonarua? Is that Senyawa? Senyawa one that you played a couple of weeks ago. It's like the same sort of thing in terms of this makes no sense. To anyone who's studied musical theory, <laughs> it like makes no sense. This is all over the place and I love it. And it's kind of that sort of let loose, let the muscles just like <laughs> fly and just like lose your shit yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell Adam Reed of Cacophonous Sarcophagus wonderful Bristol music man who put me on Senyawa and many other self Hunter as well yeah many other music yeah, nice. things He's he said he basically he, he just puts like Senyawa into YouTube and he like looks at it for like most recent uploads and like just watches all, all their performances everything on there yeah that's right <laughs> the, man, the man's a hero yeah, YouTube is amazing for that sort of stuff, though. You just like can really get into a hole with it these days. If only they paid people good royalties, it would be more than like thirteen p per zillion views. Yeah, exactly. That's it per billion plays. <laughs> <laughs> so, what have you got next? Then I have a track from an artist uh, who's been around for some time, maybe like ten years or so. Uh, this is Decepticon.
So that's the sounds of Decepticon tracks called Vancouver Disco. It's taken from the album called Presidio out on Project Moon Circle in July. Nothing about Decepticon? Uh, lives in San Francisco. Has yeah, released his first record about ten years ago. Had about seven albums in the meantime. But no, that this album is my introduction yeah. to him. Can't say I'm that familiar. Yeah, it's through the label as well. It's uh, Project Moon Circle is the label that just released my. My Panda Shell Flies new record. Of course, it's yeah, like, a really nice gatefold thing. Yeah, so they, they seem to have. Um, I don't know if there's some sort of like. I don't know how it's kind of set up, but all their stuff is really nicely done and they don't seem to have too many huge artists on there, but you know, definitely. Got money in the bank. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's just like a massive job. Or maybe, you know, they sell like a decent number of records and, you know, I'm not aware, but you know, <laughs> it's. Uh, yeah, but the record uh, Presidio is. Really, really good. Urge you to get it when it comes out in a couple of weeks, if you like that, obviously. And the label's like Berlin-based. Oh, right. <laughs> so they've got My Palace Are Flying from London, Decepticon from San Francisco, and the label's from Berlin. Yeah. Taking in all sorts of things. The Ex- internet is brilliant. Exactly, yeah. Projectmooncircle.com <laughs> if you want to check out more stuff from that. Cool. So today I was... Um, I live in South London, in New Cross, um, and I was I work from home a lot of the time. And I was just... I was like, oh, the weather was great, and I was feeling a bit jaded, and I was like... Oh, bollocks to this when they go for a walk so I went over so I took a long stroll over to Greenwich walked all around uh, the park and whatnot and then I went into the music and video exchange um, in Greenwich to buy some records I had a flick through there for an hour and came out with a few tunes I picked up this one it, one thing I love about you know there's something to be said for buying records online and something to be said for buying records in shops but the thing for getting records in shops is you pick up things that you would never in a million years buy otherwise yeah of course and the same goes for a shop as to like a record fair you know it's something you pick up and you're like oh that looks great that looks great oh five quid or whatever let's get it you know when you you know it's not something that you would ever buy online or well there's you know there's this thing with online everything is very direct you go somewhere with a purpose to get a certain thing I mean there are some exceptions. You might go to somewhere like Norman Records and say, oh, I wonder what they've recommended. Well, you might go but, there to buy one record and then buy some yes, more. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not it's not the same as when you're in a record fair and you're just flicking through a racks and you see something like called When the Shit Hits the Fan, <laughs> Disco Banger. And then or go, some records from Sylvester or something. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> you know, something ridiculous like that. Or, you know, Joe Tex Rubdown or something like that. And you're like, you know, or something just genuinely filthy. You just go, this is all really silly records that me and Gaz have picked up when we've been out together at record fairs or shops this year, basically. Yeah, so, you know, it, you, you find things like that and you just like, exactly as you say, like, you take a punt on it. That just can't, You can't do that on the internet. It's impossible unless... You you sometimes you somehow do in a search engine mm. for filthy ridiculous records dot com <laughs> patented right there. <laughs> so I was in the music and video exchange and I saw this record. The cover it's black and white, featuring like a sort of a man with a big beard and crazy eyes in front of some amazing looking sort of uh, sort of pianos. It's it's like mechanical instruments. Essentially, like enormous music boxes. I love that, like one with the massive horns sticking yeah. out the top and, of it. His face there as well. In the hall, in the bell um, of the horn. And, yeah. and like, I won't, I won't attempt to do. Basically, so there's this guy here. He's uh, called Siegfried. I've looked up at this after I bought it. I bought it based on nothing apart from that it looked like an interesting record. So this guy Siegfried, he owns in Germany uh, the Europe's largest mechanical um, instrument shop. So we're talking about like a. Music boxes, but not little ones, big ones. Things that have been made to play a whole B 
big things. Wurlitzer sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. No, no, but like, uh, these are from like the 18th and 19th century, you know, like big, expensive things that were made for kings. Yeah. And okay. stuff like that. Beethoven wrote things for particular pieces for these, you know. And they're, yeah, they're wonderful things. And I thought, you know, I just, and yeah, anyway, so I thought I'd get it. I mean, the linear notes are in German, but then when I got the record, actually, there are, it is English inside, and that's how I found out more about it. And it's called, uh, in, I'm going to give it in English, it just says Siegfried's Mechanical Music Cabinet. Um, and I'm going to play you just a few, sort of, maybe three songs, they're sort of about a minute each. Why not? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
you had just heard three songs from Siegfried's Mechanical Music Cabinet. We had uh, The Black Forest Flute Clock, uh, around 1930. Uh, the Barrel Organ from the Vosges Mountains, around 19... Uh, sorry, eight, sorry, 1830 was the first one. Then 1840 is this one, Two Dances. And the last one you heard was the Piano Forte Music Box by Nicolas Ferrez, around 1850. And... So you've got this this museum of mechanical instruments uh, where all of these were recorded. So I thought I'd uh, check with Gaz if it's still around, and it is. It is. <laughs> Number one of 26 things to do in Rudesheim and Rhine, um, in, Ger- in Germany, obviously. On um, TripAdvisor, that is. On, on, yes, sorry, on TripAdvisor. Four and a half stars from 185 reviews. The latest review from last week. This has to be seen to be believed. Even if you aren't musical, it is amazing to see this collection by John T. from Turramurra in Australia. <laughs> so I love I, TripAdvisor. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm booking desper- a holiday I'm de- right now. <laughs> I'm desperate to go. Um, I mean, mechanical instruments like that, automatons, things like that. I think are a thing that sort of becomes more and more fascinating as we sort of get more technologically advanced because of. Um, Literally, people can't make them anymore. Yeah. Like the really, really complex ones, the skills are, are virtually not there anymore. Um, and these are things, you know, made by hand by a couple of people over decades or years and years of time are incredible things to behold. Well, sorry, I'm just kind of distracted by the TripAdvisor reviews. It's um, four of the top six ones are all from Australia. The last six ones are all from Australia. Really? Uh, then Canada and uh, two from the US as well. Worth the visit, worth the walk, a don't miss. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Like, these reviews are like solid. Well, I mean, the Rhine is a beautiful place to visit for any reason, I guess. You know, wonderful river. Yeah, beautiful pub. Great time to go now. Well, that's I mean, that, that that Germany holiday, Music but... Board, give us some money. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's it. Next, uh, next music podcast from <laughs> from, from, from the Rhine, from the cruise down the Rhine. That's it. Yeah, it looks beautiful as well. Like the pictures are stunning. Like, look at it. Christ. Yeah, let's go. Well, let's, let's <laughs> also go. not only that, but it's got like all the ratings on there. It's like 128 excellent, 51 very good, five average, one poor. And zero terrible. It's yes. amazing, yeah. is what it is. Not even any sort of a couple of idiots have managed to sort of uh, found sell it. it. Yeah, found in. Oh, hang on. So the poor one didn't actually get to visit. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see inside this museum as they will only operate tours for four or more people. As there was only myself and my daughter, the guides continued to sit outside and chat. <laughs> well, that is quite poor. That is poor. I thought That's understandable. Like, we didn't actually get. To, you see, you know, when you're on the internet and you see reviews which are like really bad reviews, it's like I didn't get to go. But why are you reviewing it then? <laughs> it's because the walk was too long. Yeah. Well, why didn't you research it better before? That's not their fault. If it was a far away walk, that's yeah. just where the building is. That's it. It's like Amazon reviews or so. It's like it took ages to arrive. It's like that's all a problem with the thing you're reviewing, oh, idiots. But, that, but then again, you get music websites who can't review people either, so you know, it swings around. It's still. a thing. Well, I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope when the apparently, I'm sure there's a long and deep treasure trove of automated mechanical music that could be found. What, what surprises me most about it is that you played it and I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's, it's because you, you're jealous. I am a little bit, yeah, <laughs> because like I thought I had sort of a, um, a monopoly on the 
odd sort of ridiculous that no one else likes. And, <laughs> you know, you seem to have like colder. Uh, uh, have usurped you for an <laughs> hour? <laughs> You've usurped me on that one, but uh, I think we should just listen to that all day. I think I think actually that's what's actually going just on. put that's it back what's on. What's going on after the cast? Yeah, uh, while, while we're having dinner. I think just carry on putting it on. I think that's <laughs> it. Let's just play that for the rest of the hour. Um, and in lieu of playing that for the rest of the hour, <laughs> here's another new band. This is Terra Cat. <laughs> That's the sounds of Terra Craft. Oh, I said that earlier. That Terra Craft. 
Terracraft. Terracraft is a much better day, but yeah, it's. <laughs> oh, perhaps it means something in Mali. Uh, I imagine. That's most likely. Or in French, yeah. It's uh, the track is called Karambani. It's from an album that translates as Alone. It's out now. I think a couple of weeks back on Out Here, wonderful German label. Do a lot of that sort of music. Um, yeah, it's uh, great. The main guy from it, Diara, he was in Tanaruan. Uh, back in the day like when they were first starting to get a bit of international attention and then apparently he missed a flight and then never got back in the band again but, <laughs> but yeah it's their third album Harsh. yeah it's their third <laughs> album apparently it's very political but as a typically well, British Western educated idiot. we don't understand what the words are as a British educated man I have no idea so, but yeah, that's apparently that's according to all the blurb around it. But yeah, look, very enjoyable for me, and it's quite nice to have something with a guitar in it this week. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it, it has point. been uh, yeah a bit. I've got something which is led by a bass guitar, so it's sort of more like that. I was is that just very funky. Yeah, a bit. Oh, I was just flicking through. I was just wanting. I was getting together my tracks for what's to play, and then it was like, this is uh, what day is it? We're now Thursday. Thursday the. I don't know, 16th? 16th? 8th, no, 18th. 18th of June. And um, and it was like a brand new song on Brainfeeder Records from Thundercat featuring Kamazi Washington, the amazing uh, the amazing saxophone player. Thundercat, who we saw in Nando's Brixton. <laughs> we did indeed when we went to see um, Flying Lotus uh, with Thundercat on bass <laughs> uh, in Brixton Academy the other week. A very silly man. Um, anyway, so he's got brand. This is he's like one of those like Rush announced a new EP. And uh, so, for people who don't know, Thundercat is a Los Angeles uh, based uh, bass player and a jazz musician, mainly known for working with Flying Lotus and then releasing some sort of critically acclaimed solo works in his own right. Kamazi Washington is a saxophone player, also Los Angeles uh, jazz guy. He's sort of recently sort of profiles been going up via an album being released on Brainfeeder. So. Great label. Indeed. So here it is. Nobody move 
It's a brand new song, literally on the interwebs today, like a couple of hours ago. It's called Them Changes. That's from a forthcoming record on Brainfeed. That's wicked. So smooth. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a little bit sort of more smooth than what me and Gaz might normally. I like love or... it exceptionally smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I like it rough. Yeah. <laughs> hey, baby. I have rough and ready. <laughs> I love it like that. No, man, you've got to be gentle with me. You need you need to be smooth no, with your bass. No, not Smooth me. and squelchy. Not, not <laughs> like me. that one. Not me. I just like it real hard, real rough. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I, I can take it both ways. <laughs> Whichever way it's given, I can take it. <laughs> that, that's fair. It's not, not fussy. No, <laughs> not fussy. I'll take what I'm given. <laughs> Whatever anyone wants to give me, I will take it. Or... That's true, yeah. And I'll be happy. As long as it's coming with a smile. Yeah, that was it. Well, that was definitely coming with a smile. I always come with a smile. But... <laughs> uh, Gareth, I'll just go for it. No, keep this no, going to no, the hour. I'm, I'm keeping this going no longer. Okay, cut it right there. No, that was great though. I, I'm not. A, I don't really know Thundercat too well, apart from his Flying Lotus like collab yeah. stuff. He's one of those people that I think like I like some of his stuff a lot, and I like a lot of his stuff not a lot. But like okay. the, when he gets it right, like a, well, right to my taste anyway. Like I really like it. Sometimes I find it that it can be a little bit nice. When it's good, it's really. He's good. Like, but when he's like, when it's good, it's great. And yeah. he's a well, wonderful musician, that's for sure. And you probably said the name of the EP, but I was too busy in tracks sexual called, innuendo. Tracks called "Them Changes." Yeah, um, I can't remember the name of the EP. Probably "Them Changes" or something like something. that. Look at it online. Out on Brain Feeder now. Soon? Shortly. Shortly. Lots of like pre. Prequels here, like pre- we're lightning on it. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. Because last week I think first. we had one new song. I got sent. I got sent a, a record uh, today that's honestly the best thing I've heard in ages. Uh, Hugh, high five to Hugh, the double bass player from South London, who did a load of field recording when he was over in Ghana, and he's done some edits and stuff on it. It's incredible. Um, hopefully, you'll get here premiere sometime soon. Up next for me, it's a band called The Fabulous Three band didn't really know much about this was one of those like classic pull the record out pay my money listen to it at home and it's taken me a while to get around to getting my ear holes around it Gaz bought this one for me actually didn't you accidentally get sent two copies I did and so I gave and, you one. well hopefully the distributors don't listen to this but exactly got given two copies gave one to me and I've listened to it a bunch and I've played it out on the radio and in DJ sets and it's brilliant well hopefully you all agree <laughs> um, yeah this is them
Magbird. That's the sounds of the Fabulous Three. It's taken from an album called The Best of the Fabulous Three. And there isn't a huge... In, on the record and online, there isn't a huge amount of information about them. Uh, the record has only just come out, like we say, well, a few months ago. It's a reissue, though, right? Well, it's a compilation of like loads of sevens, but you look on... So it's released through Truth and Soul. And the information they provide is that the artist they were discovered by a Soulfire label, the Soulfire label head Philip Lehman in the early two thousands, and there were a couple of forty fives that were recorded in the early part of this century, so two thousand two, two thousand three, and this is a compilation of those. All right, but you look at the album and it's like the artwork the, looks like seventies. Yeah, it really does, but there's nothing here that mentions that. They're from that it's from the seventies or anything, but the sound of it is very that sort of era, and you know. But there's not there's nothing here about where they're from, who they are, or any of that sort of stuff. Apart from that, there's six of them, and they're called the Fabulous Three. Yeah, that's it. But you know, it's not about who they are; it's about what they put out and what they put out. Yes, smooth music. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that record I played it um, out in some DJ. But like that whole that you like. I mean, we were talking about that record. You mentioned it being like a nice, listenable record, but. I think it's it's got a lot of weird sort of edges, and like the bass playing on that track is incredible. Like I, I, I it's like in no way easy listening. No, that that, rec- that track that we just played, it, all components of it are so good and interesting. Yeah, no, so so I'd like to find out more. If anyone knows anything about the Fabulous Three, who's listening to the podcast, then me and Gaz would be extremely keen to know. And you can let us know on independentmusicpodcast.net. Or um, facebook.com forward slash independent music podcast. Yeah, exactly. Or anywhere. If you put it into the interwebs, my email address is anthony at goddontlikeit.com. Always appreciate people getting in touch because of, yeah. It's like really nice when it happens. Like when we get that message on Facebook from the guy, the guy from, from Singapore. It's like, oh, that, that's by yeah, far my favourite yeah, bit. We don't them. get that many messages. Like it seems that we get maybe three, four, five hundred listeners a week, but it's, it's hard to tell. That, that That's what our statistics tell us. Um, but. It's hard to tell. But then often, like a friend will be like, "Oh, I listen to all your podcasts." It's like, "Oh, thanks. I had no idea." <laughs> yeah. well, it's weird when like you, people I don't know but know you come up to me and go, "Oh, I really enjoy the podcast." Like, okay, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> but no, well, we enjoy it anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, so I'm going to lead on. Uh, my last song is a, a London-based uh, musician artist called Helm. It's the uh, it's one guy, Luke Younger. Who makes, yeah, he makes sort of like, he's made some pretty sort of out there heavy electronic music over the last five or six years. I'd like, followed his music a little bit um, without knowing him too well. And then I moved house a year ago. And then by sort of coincidence, he's uh, like good friends with my housemates. <laughs> so I feel he's sort of been around the house a few times and I'll chat a bit about him a bit. And he's just got a new record coming out. The record's called Olympic Mess. I think it's, I think it's vaguely something to do with the Olympics because I think it sort of lives in the area. Could be wrong, maybe it's just tongue-in-cheek. Who yeah. knows? But um, it's, yeah, probably slightly, maybe a little less heavy than some of his earlier stuff, but it's no, no less weird and interesting. See what you think.
is a track called I Exist in a Fog by Helm and it's from a new record uh, by his released on Pan Records the ever brilliant Pan Records and um, the record's called Olympic Mess I quite like like I'm sure a lot of journalists will sort of try to write a lot of sort of interesting words about it and like uh, sort of things about what it means and all that but I don't know too much about any of that apart from the fact that I think it's good sound well, that's what we are. We're not very knowledgeable about music, but we like things. <laughs> it's how I it's how I always describe the podcast. Anyway. Yeah. It's just like, oh, it's two people being silly. And I got corrected by Lauren Barley of Barely Unable Press um, at Supersonic the other day when I said when I was being self detrimental. I said, oh, well, it's just two two silly men getting drunk and playing records. And she was like, two very knowledgeable men. And I was like, oh, thanks, Lauren. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Like, uh, a bit, a bit. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe about like Indonesian throat singing. Um, but yeah, other than that, very, but no, I would say that's very industrial and very like good. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's it. I know what I like. It's, that, it's, like, it's what someone who doesn't really understand art says about art. It's like, I don't know about art, but I know what I like. But I often have that, like, because obviously, like, we are knowledgeable about music compared to most, you know, like an everyday. Compared to you. <laughs> like, very knowledgeable. And I but the thing is, I like, I like, I love art. You know, I'll go to some art exhibitions, I think, painting, but I try to, like, I, like, I put on shows, right, and I go to a lot of gigs. And I think about when I go to an art exhibition. I think, oh, I like that, or I don't like that. And I think, like, am I even remotely qualified to have an opinion? I don't know anything about art. Like, I don't I don't go to enough exhibitions. I don't know anything about the history of art. I don't know anything. So with that, it's like, it's what I like. You don't, yeah, you don't have but to like, be knowledgeable am I, about art. Am I even qualified to have a taste? Yes, because you have eyes and ears <laughs> and feelings. I know, but sometimes I go into an exhibition, I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. But I was thinking, like, if I really knew what I was talking about, maybe I would look through this exhibition with completely different eyes. Yeah, but that's Because, no, just... if we play some, as you would say, Indonesian throat singing, and we're like, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard. Maybe if I heard that ten years ago, I'd have been like, what's that bollock? On that note, I think it's time to finish the podcast on some <laughs> yeah. bollocks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no bollocks. It's like a bollocks-free zone. <laughs> and we get, go get back to yeah. rough and smooth. Oh. <laughs> thank you for tuning in again as always we very much appreciate all your listens um yeah if you sorry, you've given you've we've given you the contact details to get in touch if you want to exactly you want to spread the word if you want to give us a review on itunes if you're a first time listener on mixcloud you can subscribe on itunes so it can just come directly to your phone every monday morning and we yeah here we are on episode 51 we're going to be trundling onwards up to 100 with more great music for you. We're going to try our best anyway. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, I think it's quite impressive how well we're doing at the moment. Like, it's some quality music during the rounds. But I'm not going to... I, I will stop talking in train of thought and let's just finish this thing. With some more let's, quality let's finish, let's finish this thing. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find it, get in touch on Facebook or somewhere and yeah, we'll let you know how to get it. Um, I'm going to end with a band we've played before. So on Damaged Bug, which is a side project of John Dwyer, we previewed this album on the podcast what, back, uh, podcast 39, I think. And yeah, it's the album's called Cold Hot Plums. It's out now on Castle Face, which is John's own label, uh, run with a couple of other guys out of San Francisco. Guy's crazy, like, so... Churns out the music. Well, there was a Damage Bug record last year, and I think there's been two OCs records in the meantime, and now there's this one as well. But great record, 
really great change of direction if you're into the OCs, but just like John Dwyer, I'm not going to talk anymore because I think we've talked at length on the podcast cool. about how much we like John Dwyer. Thanks for listening. This one is called Jet in Jungle. Cool. See you next week.